Welcome to Unwanted Guests, the podcast that teaches you about insects and other pests that may join you in and around your home. It's brought to you by Texas A&M AgriLife Extension and the Texas A&M Department of Entomology. We're your hosts, Wizzy Brown, Robert Puckett, Molly Keck, and Janet Hurley. Welcome back to Unwanted Guests. This week, we are introducing a new uh, permanent, hopefully, host that's going to be joining us uh, with every episode, and that is our new program specialist in integrated pest management, Bryant McDowell, who's going to be in the uh, Dallas County, at the Dallas County Center, right, Bryant? Yes, yes, at the Dallas County Center. And I am super excited about Bryant being with Extension and being with the podcast, just being part of the group in general, because um, Bryant and I go way back to 2014 or so. I had um, Bryant applied and interviewed, I guess, kind of, I don't really do interviews, uh, but I applied to be an intern. And uh, I said, yes, please be my intern that summer. And he did such a great job that the very next summer, I asked him to come back um, and help me out again. So I know, I know Bryant well, and I'm really excited. I've been trying to champion for him to apply for different positions that have showed up. And so this is, I think the perfect one, I think it's going to be the best fit for you. So we, we are excited to have you Bryant and, and we welcome you to the extension team. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm very excited as well. Um, this is just the perfect opportunity for me really. So I uh, can't wait to, to see where everything is going to go. Well, welcome, Bryant. We're very excited to have you here. More, more people in the group. <laughs> yeah, it's been a great week for our listeners. Bryant and I um, both work up in the Dallas area, and this week he got to tag along. So welcome again, our, our newest member. So y'all are going to enjoy getting to know Bryant as well. So I guess let's get to know you a little bit more. I, I know some things about you, so I know kind of how to steer this and what to ask, but uh, you are from the illustrious metropolitan of Granite Shoals, Texas. Isn't that right? Yes, yes, that is correct. So in Marble Falls, yes. So you, so you, you grew up in Granite Shoals, which is right by Marble Falls, but did you, which means you went to Marble Falls High School, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess because because Granite Shoals is so small. I think they have like an elementary school, but I, I was in the Marble Falls School District growing up. So, um, and then I eventually moved to to Johnson City, uh, where I graduated high school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so you're a Central Texas native and have stayed in Texas uh, forever, right? You've never left. Yeah. Uh, after after uh, Johnson City, I moved to College Station. I was there for ten years. Uh, went back to the hill country, you know, COVID kind of put a damper in, in everyone's lives. So uh, moved back to Marble Falls. Uh, I did some teaching afterwards and then now in Dallas. So when you were at A&M, you got your bachelor's degree in entomology and your master's degree? Yes, yes, I did. My bachelor's graduated in 2014 and then my master's and graduated in 2019. What was your, um, so tell us about your master's project and what, what you worked on. Yeah, so I worked on tawny crazy ants. So we were looking at the colony structure of, of tawny crazy ants, um, which was super fun. I did a lot of insect collecting. Um, I did take off, 
you know, uh, a year in between my bachelor's and master's to kind of just figure out, oh, you know, what do I want to do? Um, I went into the Vargo lab uh, during my master's. Um, yeah, uh, trying so, to think what else I can. So Tawny, crazy ant questions. Not only can we send them to Robert, we can also send them to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a blast this past week um, in the Houston area talking about Tawny crazy ants and there was a lot of questions, actually. Um, it sounds like people haven't really seen them too much, though. What specifically did you study about tawny crazy ants? So we were looking, um, I did a microsatellite study, looking at the genetic structure of individual colonies um, at specific collection sites and then throughout the uh, Texas. So um, I guess r relating populations within Texas to see how closely they are related to one another. And then throughout the southeastern United States. Um, which surprise, surprise, we found very little genetic variability, uh, which helps their unicolonial structure. So essentially, you know, when you have a population of tawny crazy ants um, in, in one location and they meet another population of tawny crazy ants, they're going to get along just fine and not have those aggressive, you know, borderlines that you'll see with, you know, like fire ant populations. So it's all just one great big happy family, quite literally. <laughs> right. One big super colony. <laughs> And apparently further. <laughs> yeah, all to southeast. So they luckily, I guess, don't go too far north. Not as far north as the fire ant. Okay, not yet, at least. <laughs> well, I think it's because too, like they don't they don't dig too well. So yeah, they like to be under stuff, just yeah. barely under stuff. Would you say that ants are your like of of all the urban insects? Would ants be considered your favorite right now? I think I like bed bugs the most. Oh, I good. Like too, but yeah, no, I, Something I new and different. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wizzy likes cockroaches. You like bed bugs. Robert likes ants. I got to come up with something. I don't know what I like. Well, we got Janet with the rats. We're yeah, kind of doing the rats. trifecta of all the nasty things that nobody likes. So you got to pick something gross, Molly. What's Well, what's next? What should I like? Uh, kissing bugs. How about kissing bugs? I could do that. I could definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So answer your favorite insect. So when you were um, interning those two summers in my, in the, in my summers, at least for me, it's really youth heavy and we do lots of, um, youth camps and, uh, you know, what things that we put on and then things that the school districts put on for, for the summer, what have you thought about like what you're going to do? Or what your fate, what you're most excited about, I guess, in getting involved with um, in extension as far as outreach goes. Oh yeah, so so whenever I worked those summers with you, we did a, a summer camp. So definitely wanting to do something like that, getting a like some sort of collection camp set up. Which actually, I need to get with Wizzy. I, I heard that she's got um, other vendors that I can purchase things from. A list of vendors since BioQuip went down, which I was just recently told about. So yeah. tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was a, a large blow to the entomological community, in my opinion. Yeah. During the year that I wasn't really involved in too much, you know, in entomology work. So um, I, I just was told this week. So, um, but yeah, I, I would love to get a, a summer camp set up. I know, you know, at least for now where we've got this IPM experience house, I'd like to really focus on that to begin with. Um, I know I've got a lot to learn, but I also have a lot of ideas. I'm pretty excited. I'm lucky enough to have Janet here with me to, to help out on that as well. So, 
So if anyone's listening, that is a master gardener, master naturalist, and you've been looking for an entomologist to replace Mike Merchant up in the Dallas area, y'all need to get in touch with, um, with Bryant. Um, I know that for sure I have Wizzy has, I'm sure Robert has been, uh, uh, they reach out to us, but it's a really far way for me to get all the way up to Dallas. So, um, as people are stopping the zoom, uh, presentations and the, those virtual trainings, you guys reach out to Bryant cause he's there and you're probably excited to talk to them to kind of like segue it, or I guess, bring it back. I think that when you, when, when Bryant, you are doing presentations to master gardeners and master naturalists, I think you're really going to like those groups because you are a gardener. You, you are, you know, you like to plant and do things with your hands and horticulture is something that you enjoy. So I think that is a good, um, trait to have or skill to have, to know how to relate to them so that you know, you know, what do I want to know about how to control bugs on my plants that I'm growing? And, and I think that that makes you come across as more personable and knowledgeable and just more kind of accessible. Yes. Yes. I, I definitely noticed a difference when I started gardening and taking my landscape more seriously and how I presented to them and how they, you know, took what I gave them. I definitely changed things up a bit. Yeah. And I'm going to get a nice hand in, um, what do they call, um, the, the potted gardening. So I'm in an apartment now here. Container gardening. Yeah. Container gardening. So something that I'm totally new to, um, I don't have a big plot of land anymore that I can just like stick some stuff in the ground. So do some vertical gardening. That's yeah. apparently the new trend because we don't have land, but we can grow up. I'm working with a shaded balcony. So we'll see how, how good tomatoes will do. I don't think they're going to do too well, but we'll <laughs> You're see. You're going to have to adjust your crops perhaps. Yeah. Hang it over your, I don't know, figure out a way to hang things over here, your rail. <laughs> Oh, can you do, you, well, have you seen those tomato things that they like dangle out of the bottom yeah. of the bag yeah. or whatever? The upside down. Upside down. Yeah. And with strawberries, I've seen that. I think my, um, I don't remember what the reason is for it. I think it's like watering is easier, but I've, we've, people will always ask our horticulture agent what he feels about that. And his thing is it gets people gardening. So I guess, you know, is it something he would recommend to people? Maybe not, but you know, it gets people happy. It's people out there. So Bryant, how are you adjusting to the new area of Texas that you're living in now? You know, um, it's amazing actually. Um, so I'm like, like Molly had said, I'm from that Marble Falls area. It's, it's really small. There's not a lot to do. College station was a blessing because it wasn't like a huge metropolitan area, but everything you need is there. Um, and I think I just kind of missed that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not too busy. Um, I I like having access to a lot of stuff. I mean, I feel like every time I'm driving home, there's like a new grocery store or something that I want to like pop into and I'm, I'm here for it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. The weather's been great. I've heard terrible things about Dallas weather, but I haven't really experienced traffic's okay so far. Oh yeah. I actually haven't, haven't hit any traffic. Um, oh, you better find some wood and knock on it real quick. I really should. I will, <laughs> last night coming back home from Houston with Janet, we did hit a little bit of traffic, but luckily she's got, a uh, she's got all the back roads in the back of her head. So she, she knows where to go. I bet you are enjoying that. Cause you are a shopper. You do like to stop in these random places oh. and just kind of peruse. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My next thing I'm going to tear up is the, uh, you know, like, like thrift shopping. Oh yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> yes, but I did find out that he is a foodie. So yes, that that is interesting. And and I'm thinking with the State Fair of Texas coming, I, I foresee us making a a fun trek down there because, of course, AgriLife will have a booth at the State Fair. But I mean. I'm just thinking that that well, way he can be really indoctrinated into the North Texas world. I don't know. Brian, what are your plans for building your program? You said that you wanted to uh, do the bug camps like Molly does, but do you have anything else that's kind of cooking in the back of your brain that you would like to bring to the Dallas area? Any exciting projects? So right now I'm really just, observing i guess i'm i'm still i guess i'm got you're, so I'm not you're drinking from a fire hydrant is what you're doing right now um yeah so i'm i'm really i've, I've been observing janet a whole lot um she's got you know great connections great relationships with her audiences um and that's something that i'm also paying attention to uh meeting a whole bunch of people um as far as yeah the the youth camps that's something I know we talked about the entomophagy. I was looking online. There's, um, and I know that I listened to one of y'all's podcasts. I think it was the bugs by the yard where you did an entomophagy lesson. And um, th there's like cricket powders, earthworm powders, scorpion powders. There's so many different things. Um, and I thought like, how cool to make like baked goods where like, like, let's see who can tell the difference between these things, right? Like, if I make a chocolate chip cookie, cricket cookie, or earthworm cookie, um, are you like the Pepsi it? challenge from the 80s? You know? <laughs> yeah, can yeah, you yeah, tell yeah. which one it is? <laughs> Brian wasn't even born in the 80s, though. Oh, you're right, I wasn't <laughs> just aging myself. Sorry. <laughs> um, like I said, though, this this IPM experience house, um, which I, I think to establishing these relationships as well um there's so much that i want to learn and i'd love to like ride along with you know pest control specialists and um see what's actually going on in, in the field because i don't have that that experience right um so so getting out into actual you know, residential areas and, and taking looks at that um something in the future but it's been nonstop since starting. I've been traveling to College Station. We traveled to Houston this week. That was fun. I think next week is my first week where I'm just like in the office. So, because you've only been on the job two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. September first was my first day. So, not very much time. So I know that you were teaching before you came here to this position in Extension um, in Copper's Cove. Yes, that's correct. Is that right. And so what, what grade or, or what level were you teaching in? Was it like a biology course? So I was teaching juniors and seniors, 11th and 12th grade, um, anatomy, physiology, and forensic science. Uh, oh, two. cool. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I was a little nervous about AMP. Uh, it's a lot of information. Um, forensics, I had a little bit of experience in. Um, I'm, a, I'm a crime junkie myself. So um that that was really exciting and luckily i've got you know friends who who work in that you know field so they were really helpful um with you know planning lessons and whatnot um but that, i'm that sure you i'm sure you took a forensic entomology course at a m too didn't you 
Yeah, yeah. So I had plans. I was like, I'm gonna get these like 10 gallon tanks and we can get like a pig carcass or something and then serve all the insects that come out to it. And admin was excited about it, but they were kind of like, well, let that be a next year thing. So. <laughs> Biting up and do Biting a forensic entomology kids camp. They would yeah. totally be into that. Amazing. You really should. There is a there is a this summer, especially there's a definite need for something for the next thing. Like you got my intro thing. Okay. When I'm in eighth grade or in high school, what else do you have for me? Cause th- they're looking for it. So I think people would even travel to Dallas to do that. Brian, write it down, put it in I'm the calendar. Written down. Good. <laughs> it's official now. <laughs> yes. Okay. So when I think about the age that you we're teaching juniors and seniors. I feel like that's kind of the majority of where Americans stop and, you know, learning stuff, right? Like I feel like most of what I learned, I learned by the time I was a senior, at least common sense wise. So, but you're talking to adults too. So I, they're kids, but yet they're adults. So I'm, I'm interested to learn from you, like what we can use software and technology and things like that to engage those audiences better because, you know, I only know what I know and that there's always more. Yeah, and they are definitely integrating more and more technology into the class. Um, I know my district had like a one-to-one, what they call, so everyone got their own laptop issued by the school. Um, they were really big on, you know, on online programs. Um, there's so many like learning activities that they can do online or that you can set up for them. Um, recording videos and having, you know, questions that, that are guided along, um, which I will say a lot of the students hated because it actually meant that they had to participate, you know, um, there was no way to, to skip through it. Um, but I mean, even, even things like QR codes I've seen in in the past two weeks, everyone is really using those to, you know, get to their surveys or, or whatever. And I know like my parents' generation hates QR codes. They, say we get to a restaurant and my dad's like, you know, give me the real paper menu, but yeah. there's, and I agree. It's annoying to have to pull out my phone when I'm at a restaurant. I want to put my phone away and not let anyone else at the table, take their phone out. And it just, I feel like it encourages me and the kids to be on the phone instead of engaging with each other. But I use QR codes like you wouldn't believe because I can put it up on my presentation. People can snap it and get the information uh, that they need for whatever that program is. So as much as I hate them, I utilize them too. But I mean, I, that's the world that we live in. Well, and another thing is um, business cards. So Jen and I were talking about getting business cards set up. But while I was in College Station, I met a woman who, um, so she carries a physical, basically it looks like a hotel key card and she'll hold it up to your phone and it automatically like oh. syncs her contact information. So phone, email, address, phone number. Website. Like, yeah, it was really cool. I, we have got to figure out how to do that because I, yeah, people always That's ask for, awesome. they always ask for business cards. I'm like, I don't have any idea where they are. Sorry. I do the same thing. I'm like, I might have one somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. That's a fantastic idea. You, when you're saying how, how all these kids now 
because of COVID. And I think we just kind of forced kids us to have to teach that way. Uh, we always blame everything on COVID, but I think it was trending that way anyway. But the fact that everyone is so used to, um, learning on their computers, like my husband asked my daughter to get out her math book so we could go over things. And I'm like, they don't have books. Don't you like, I cannot get it through his head that they don't have books. It's all just on Schoology or Google classroom or whatever, but that's mm-hmm. something that we've got to kind of probably start to embrace and think about as that generation comes out as adults looking for extension programs, how we can, you know, if they utilize it and that's how they like to learn, we've got to change the way that we do things. And I, that just kind of scared me a little bit. That's a lot I have to learn now. (laughs) Yeah. So, and they're real big on knowing that not everyone learns the same way. Right. So there is this big movement towards everything being online, but like who likes to fit and look at a, you know, 600 page textbook on a computer screen. Um, for me personally, I like to have, you know, the thing in front of me and I'll take it one step further. I like to be able to highlight my stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's the same, even in grad school, like I was, uh, I was a paper waster, but like every good paper I would find, you know, I would, I would print that out so I could have the physical copy. Um, and that's something that I had to, you know, there were some students who just prefer to learn that way or, or they, they wanted a paper test. They didn't want to have to take a test online. Yeah. Um, so there's a mix, but definitely the majority of them are, are moving to that. Oh, it, it's more convenient or, oh, I can do it on my own time or, you know. And you're right. We're not wasting paper. I, I think of all the handouts that I used to print early on in my extension career, just handout after handout after handout. And now you usually register ahead of time for a program. And so I'll just email, you know, whoever's invited me to that class. Hey, th- these are the handouts. If you want to waste the paper, do it on your own printer. I'm not going to use my copier. There's also the discussion of accessibility to those, you know, those technologies. Um, not, not everyone has, you know, a high-speed internet access at home. And that was a big, you know, curve, hurdle, whatever you want to call it, something we had to jump whenever COVID hit was, um, how are we going to get all of these students to to attend class, period? Talking with our newest entomologist team member, um, it's exciting to get to know Bryant. So things that I can definitely dish for our our listeners are, like I said, he is a foodie. He wants to start his own insect collections. In his temporary offices here at the Dallas Center, um, he is, he's got, he has been bequeathed, you know, all the insect collections that I did not toss from Dr. Merchant. So, I mean, he's got a lot that he's, He'll be able to do and help, but I'm just excited to having somebody with energy. Yes. Well, it's also fresh eyes on a situation Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we're stagnant in what we're doing. It's kind of like with this podcast, you know, they're like, oh, well, you should do a podcast. And we're all like, what? (laughs) Nobody has any idea how to do that. And now we're doing it. But it's, it's good to have a fresh perspective on things. And I think anytime that we're dealing with the public, we really need to look at our audience and see their needs. I know we were talking earlier about, you know, technology and moving forward, but I think 
that can be directed based upon who you're targeting. Because I know I do that a lot of times if I'm talking to pest control people, that is a completely different conversation and presentation than if I'm talking to master gardeners or kids or whatever. I mean, you're, you're going to adjust to your audience. And I think that we can do that with not only the topics and level of subject matter that we're speaking on, but also the methods that we deliver. I mean, it may be that we need to kind of fine tune things and figure out the best way to get messages across to people. Well, we are so excited and I hope the listeners can hear how excited and are excited themselves about Bryant joining our group, um, just in extension, but also joining us for the podcast to just get some more voices and ideas, um, and insect control tips as we talk about different things in the future. Thanks for joining us this week for unwanted guests, and we will see you next month.